everybody. Welcome to Hard Pressed Hope, where we pursue perspective, hope, and purpose on a difficult road. I'm your host, Catherine. And I'm your host, Kate. So let's jump into today's episode. (laughs) Okay, okay, wait. I have a very pressing question because of our intro music. (laughs) Really, it's really important before we dive in here. Um, Did you do like line dancing or square dancing in PE when you were growing up (laughs) (laughs) in Connecticut? Did you do that? No, no, we didn't. It was just, we chose it because it was just upbeat, Catherine. I know, but I'm wondering, I did that in elementary school in Missouri. (laughs) We learned how to line dance and square dance. Well, on the East Coast, we did it. (laughs) Do your kids in Wisconsin, do your kids do it? Well, I haven't been to school in a year. <laughs> no, we don't do that at home. Oh. Um, I homeschool two of them, and the rest go to school, and they don't do that there either. So Okay, so it's I'm now having one of these crises where, like, what you thought was normal is it welcome, quite... <laughs> welcome to your life in Missouri, Catherine. <laughs> yep, yeah, it's just what it is. Achy, breaky heart all the way. But anyway, why are we actually here? <laughs> I'm sorry. That. Well, because you talked me into a podcast. It's about, we're here, Catherine. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Catherine and I have been friends for how long? 2003. I, yep. I, I'm not, I'm a social worker. I don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> and we talk every day on the phone. And we met at a summer camp, like many good friendships speaking. <laughs> but we worked there. We weren't campers. And it's only gotten, it's and only gotten better from there. Yeah, never lived in the same state. But multiple road trips separate and Multiple together. road trips. And we speak on the phone all the time and right. you know, talk about everything. Right. Life. I was going to say recipes, but we don't. <laughs> we don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> things that bother us, things yeah, that we mostly enjoy. Mostly frustrations. Right? <laughs> so we um, thought that we'd take them public for you guys to enjoy. <laughs> you can expect a lot of laughing on this yeah. podcast. But really, we feel like we... You know, we're in our nearly our mid 30s. So we feel like maybe we have something to offer, like a little bit. <laughs> Definitely. But as it came down, we knew that we wanted to talk about hope, as it's basically what holds our lives together. It's our purpose for being. And we knew that we wanted to share that. And we have a lot of stories between us, a lot of hope to share, a lot of encouragement. And we thought that we would put that out there in the podcast world. So it's new to us both. We're not experts, but we have experience in a variety of things. Right. And we thought it'd be fun. So Catherine came up with hard pressed, which I thought sounded a little garlicky myself. <laughs> but it turns out that no, it's actually it reminded me of coffee, but it was because I was reading um, Philippians. But also, I think we talked about the that that reminded me of the verse of, you know, being hard pressed, but not crushed. I was like hard pressed. That reminds me of coffee. And we want to find hope in hard pressed situations. But I think we also both pursue difficult things because of hope. So we feel hard pressed by hope, right? And that's where that came from. Okay, so a little bit about us. I'm Catherine, and my husband and I have three kids, and we have been foster parents. I am a social worker by trade, but I stay home with the kids now. Um, We are definitely a mental health-focused household. My husband and I both have been or are mental health professionals, so a lot of analysis occurring in (laughs) in our household. What about you, Kate? 
So I'm Kate. I live in the upper Midwest with my husband, Joe. We've got five kids. Two recently joined our family, each within the past five years, um, through international adoption. So if any of you out there are fostering or adopting or considering it or have done that, we are, we're on that journey too. So two of my children also have significant disabilities that we are navigating that's in our everyday. So hi to the podcast world, to moms and friends or aunts that are also, you know, navigating that and we're learning together. So my kids are ages 8 to 12 um, and then two function at about toddler level. So kind of like a, a variety of neurodiversity in my house. Yeah, so that's a little bit about us. Right. And can you, for our first episode, I would really love for you to share when you guys went to Honduras to finalize Jesus's adoption. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's a hopeful story, which, you know, lines up with our podcast. Right. Podcast title. And you were definitely in a hard-pressed situation through his adoption process. It was long and challenging, right? So Yeah. Absolutely. And you walked beside me the whole way. So you were there from the beginning walking this kind of like unusual road. So it's fun that you you know this story and mm-hmm. that we can like bring it up in times like this. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is our um, our son that we met in Honduras. And Jesus came to live with us for a little bit on a medical visa a couple of years ago. Oh, man. What, like five years now, Catherine? Yeah. So um, he came home to or came to the United States to live um, live with us while he pursued treatment at Shriners Hospital for Orthopedic Care and, and other things. And during that time, we um, pursued the adoption of Jesus, which if any of you out there have done that process, you know how long and arduous it is um, and completely worth it. Mm-hmm. but complicated in Honduras especially right like um it was uh, yeah they it, it was really long it's not a typical i just remember you always telling me like you know they have an orphanage structure there so it's not like typical for for kiddos to be adopted out of Honduras right is that yeah the social accurate? services for children was um just it was just complicated so uh and unusual to have adoptions completed in a timely you know, or in a, within a couple of years, honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh, we had pursued that. And so after 18 months, we were, well, I would say several longer than 18 months. But he had been living with us 18 months, pursuing the adoption. And now we were looking to complete it. And it was a miracle that we had gotten that far. But here we were on like the last leg of this. And we needed to return to Honduras with Jesus to sign some papers. So my husband, Joe, and I and our son, who was nine at the time, Jesus was about eight at the time, mm-hmm. seven and a half, eight, we returned to Honduras. And so Jesus had, hadn't been back in country since he had been um, living in the United States. So even though he doesn't communicate with words, Jesus' language has never been um, a way that he primarily communicates. Mm-hmm. But you do know how he's feeling, right? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Jesus lets you know. Jesus lets you know. So receptively, he had about, I want to say, you know, a handful of Spanish words. Mm -hmm. Um, No, receptively, he had more than that. He understood Spanish. He understood some English um, and was able to communicate with a handful of Spanish words and a handful of English words. But really, Jesus communicates with touch and and sight and sound and smiles and Mm -hmm. gazes. And he he will get his, his message across. I mean, his body is just expressive. Right. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So at this point, he was walking again. Um, At one point, he hadn't been, but he was walking and we were able to return to Honduras. And we were there and we had been telling him this whole time, we're we're going 
we're going to Honduras and then we're coming back home and mom and dad will be with you this whole time. But you could just see in his eyes as, as we were returning that uh, he knew something was up. Just the smells, right? Like the smell and the sun and the um, the language. And mm-hmm. he knew something was up. So we we were in Honduras and we had been there a couple of days and it, it came time to s- the day, the morning that we were going to go to the social service building for children and, and sign these papers. And I woke up that morning and I had, I had been feeling like this was, you know, a big deal, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> right. this is all culminating. We had mm-hmm. people praying for us and we had been working towards us. And I, I kind of felt like it was both the end and a beginning and, you know, like a real epic, like, like turning yes, we've point. We've reached the mountain. We've like reached the, the mountain top. You know, like <laughs> yeah. something like that with Jesus. And the morning of, I had to run to the mall, which was across the street from our hotel. And I brought Jesus and my son with me, um, my son Guy. And I had the grocery cart. And there's a big grocery store, Walmart, similar in the mall. And this was in the city of Tegucigalpa. So Tegucigalpa, Honduras is the capital. It is just over Dallas. So uh, 1.5 million people. Mm-hmm. So so pretty big. Big, yeah. Big. And Jesus was with me, and we're going down, like, the aisles, and I'm collecting stuff that I need for the next couple of days. And as I'm pushing the cart along, just, you know, oblivious and, and grabbing what I need, tuned in to my own needs, um, I – I reached the end of the aisle and I turned my cart and we ram, we hit carts with another woman who was coming around the corner. And our carts, like, you know how they bounce off yeah, like, these metal like, you, you, like, collided. <laughs> we collided around this corner. And I, you know, in Spanish, I'm sorry. And um, we look up and unbelievably so. The woman that we had collided with was the woman that had taken care of Jesus for six years in his children's home. And we knew her, Carolina. Our times had overlapped with care of Jesus. I still get, I still get goosebumps. (laughs) Jesus not only knew her, but he loved her. Mm -hmm. And we had, we did not know that she was in Tegucigalpa and she did not know that we were in Tegucigalpa. And yet here in this city, in this important day, Jesus has like his past, like mm-hmm. physically collide with his future. Right. And she knew and loved him deeply. Right. You know, she, t- yeah. she took care of him and loved him. And it, the, the look on his face when he realized that there was this, this, and he knew it. Right. He knew mm-hmm. it. There was this, this woman from his past and this, and this woman from his future. And it was the middle of this story. And that is what just struck me as we struck her cart and we realized what was happening. So like you knew in that moment, like you knew the, the, I'm the type of person who after something happens, I'm like, oh, but you like in that moment, what, oh, what struck you about besides the insanity and unlikelihood of it? In that moment, I just knew that we were in the middle of a story that not only was it not about us. Or even about, you know, what was happening that day. It was an invitation Mm -hmm. to a whole story for Jesus, which we had, we knew to an extent, right? Like we incorporate Honduras and and his history and his culture and his language Mm -hmm. and all of those pieces. But just the reminder that this, this adaption was never about 
us. It was always about God's care for Jesus throughout his whole life. Right, and God right. had been there in the beginning. He will see it through the end and was inviting us to enter into Jesus's story um, mm-hmm. and continue on the journey. That it was it was not an end point and it wasn't a it wasn't a beginning. Right. And do you know what I'm like, do you know what I'm tempted to ask you right now, which is totally opposite or or contradictory to what you're saying is now that you're on the other side of that, like, what do you think about it now? But really, like, now that you're further along <laughs> in the journey, mm-hmm. right, and you look back at that, what is that solidified in your life? Oh, well, first, I mean, just the miracle of it happening, right? Like the chances of mm-hmm. it happening. I think that um, I felt really seen and I felt that Jesus was seen and known mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, that details are important to God. And not only yeah. are details important to God, but the big picture is also important to God. He can do two things at once. And being mm-hmm. seen, being known, and being with, I just felt like yeah. God was with us and it was an invitation. Right. And so it was so cool about that is that we, you know, Karen Lena and there were hugs and there were tears. And then in, in Spanish, we like agreed to meet after the signing of these papers. And we went away and we signed them and we became his um family and he became our son we received the the biggest gift and Mm -hmm. the greatest blessing in our life and then later we all met again and we went out to dinner and we all celebrated we celebrated with her and jesus and this little boy just grinning from ear to ear that he was known and right. she will carry pieces of his history that i won't that i won't ever know and i get to witness um the future and the unfolding of that. But gosh, so it's a, it's a story of hope for me. I, I love it because no matter the road you're walking, right? Like, and you've, you've walked some pretty intense roads with children <laughs> and mm-hmm. in your family. And no matter how long it is, no matter how dark it is, no matter how many times you're like circling around, God is, God is there. He's with you, and he always has been. What I love and what strikes me the most about that story just now as we're sitting here talking and just how deeply personal that was for you and for Carolina and for Jesus. Yeah, all just individually. How deeply personal it was for all three of you for that to happen. Yeah, honestly, I know. I just like I don't have anything else. Yeah, and well, no, absolutely. When I'm on right now, we're in the middle of a couple different unknowns, and um, I'm making some decisions in my life with some unknowns, and uh, I kind of get freaked out sometimes, like that. You know, there's a a beginning or an end, or I'm stopping something or starting something, Mm -hmm. or you know, and really, this is just. Uh, the journey, like, <laughs> right, and and I think what we've both learned is, you know, you said it. Number one, God is deeply personal. Mm-hmm. Number two, He's with us, and number three, He wants to be with us. Like He wants us to invite Him in to those things, and I think He displays that by being so deeply personal. Sometimes, like I care about, you know, that everyone else in this Honda and Walmart, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Has no idea what's happening. No idea, but like, <laughs> right? Well, that's you the know, best. I just that's the best part. I got to say, I um, obviously you can tell if you're joining us that you know Catherine and I, faith is an important part of our life, and it's just the most exciting to me. 
it's the most exciting that they're the God brings surprises around the corner. And especially when you are in a, in a hard situation, I think is a time to really have your eyes open to what God is doing and where he shows up because he will. And so I don't know, to the listeners out in podcast land, if you're walking a difficult road, know that you're seen, know that you're known, know that, you know, God is on this journey with you and we are too. So I just hope this week that you you bump in <laughs> to miracles with a shopping cart right. and that are encouraged in the details. How can you ram into hope today? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. But, yeah. Let's, Seriously. Though. Let's go with that. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it. And hey, we would love for you to subscribe, rate, and review our show. It is incredibly important on launch day to get in the ears of the people we are here for. And if you want to find us on socials, I am Catherine Rose underscore HPH on Instagram, and Kate is at Kate Blake Notes on Instagram and Facebook. Well, that's it for our first episode. Thanks so much for joining us today. So do you think we can move to Nashville now that we're <laughs> the first episode? <laughs> Definitely.